387, 387.
first lesson is from the book of Jeremiah chapter 1, reading from verse 4 to verse 10. Here begins the first verse. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord. The psalm will now be rendered.
grabs them. 270, 270.
sisters, please be seated. Sunday service, and so next time we should have a women's choral. Okay. Next know? time we get the message, they must come to practice. <laughs> so, brothers and sisters, you know I want to commend and encourage such. Anglican worship is worship where we are always invited and encouraged to participate. It's common worship, so everybody have a role to play and a part to be in it. And so I want to commend the men and I hope it will inspire others to, you know, come in small groups in particular to really, you know, celebrate the corporate sense of the worship, the common worship. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. God, our Father, we want to thank you today once again for the gift of life and health and we want to thank you for all the opportunities that you continue to give us to love and serve you and love and support one another. We pray, O oh God, that you would use your holy word this morning to so guide and direct our hearts and our thoughts, that all of us would be inspired and encouraged and motivated and supported in positive ways to go out in the world and to love and serve you by loving, serving, and supporting our fellow men so that all of us can live as devoted and dedicated Christians, bringing your transforming love and care to bear on lives, individuals, homes, and families. And as we present your word, Lord, I'd ask that you would speak to me, that I would speak. The precious things you dust impart and wing my words, O Lord, that they may reach the hidden depths of many hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Words from the 10th verse of the first chapter of the prophecy of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 10. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow to build and to plant. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Words from the 10th verse of the first chapter of the prophecy of Jeremiah. And I speak to you in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My family in Christ, the connecting theme that holds today's lessons together is that of calling, which is powerfully emphasizing both the Old Testament lesson and the gospel reading. And that is bind around with the necessity of love without which there can be no spirituality, which we find explained very powerfully in today's epistle lesson. 
in his modern spiritual master series produced at the beginning of the new millennium, Robert Ellsberg, the series general editor, advanced the argument that one of the cravings that marked life as it advanced into the 21st century and continues as we, go in, as we are into the third decade of that century is what he called an explosion of interest in spirituality among human beings. Our postmodern era, he argues, with all its challenges, and brothers and sisters, let us remember the many challenges that we have to face in our postmodern world, climate change, with all the things that it brings with us, the more powerful and more frequent hurricanes that we experience in our region. And don't talk about the COVID-19 pandemic with its extensive and unimagined dislocations across human society and human operations in every continent of the world. But still in the midst of all of this, very much is still happening in terms of that expanding quest for spirituality among human beings. And we are not talking spirituality here in terms of more people attending church or more people getting engaged in religious activities, but spirituality in a more wider and deeper sense as a search for that deeply non-tangible intrinsic motivating force that would set people in a positive framework out of which they can as individuals live meaningful, worthwhile and purposeful lives. People the world over want to live purposeful lives. Human beings want our presence and our existence to be recognized, to be valued and to be validated. The eternal and unending search among people across regions, across you know, ethnic backgrounds, across political and religious affiliations, for that way of life in a recognizable, meaningful matter, manner is what the postmodern quest or search for spirituality is all about. People want something deep down in our lives to so guide and drive our operations that we live with purpose and we live with meaning and we feel valued and recognized as human beings for who we are and what we do and what we are engaged and involved with. In our Old Testament lesson from the prophecy of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 to 10, we are introduced to the call of Jeremiah to his prophetic ministry. In verse 5, God makes a powerful assertion as Jeremiah is assured that his life had been endowed with purpose even before his conception. For God, his creator, and the creator of every human being was the source, the very foundation, or the beginning of his life. As each one of us in our own time knowingly or unknowingly searched, for that purposeful life, 
Let us be motivated and powerfully inspired by that assertion that God spoke into and over the life and operation of young Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. Yes, my family in Christ, let each and every last one of us know that God is in our lives. By our very creation, God as human beings, God is in our lives and God is in our operation. The power behind the whole universe, the whole created order and all its activities is in my life and in your life and in the life of every person. In the words of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10, See today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. God is not only in our lives, but God has so touched our lives, so blessed our lives, so set us apart, so consecrated us in the words of Jeremiah that we are able and we are empowered for positive and wholesome actions and activities. And that is what our text emphasizes. The God who has created us has filled us with the power and capacity to bring renewal and transformation, my family in Christ, into human life and human history. And so those words from Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 10, See today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Brothers and sisters, let us all embrace this positivity that God has filled our lives with so that we can contribute to renewal and transformation of God's world and human life and human communities. And as we do so, let us recognize and remember what is the last part of that challenge and that call from Jeremiah 1.10. Let us note that with God's empowerment in our lives, the last and ultimate thing we are called to is to build and to plant. The positive activities are what have the last word. And so yes, in our search for that purposeful living, let us draw on our understanding as individuals created by a God who has blessed us at conception with the capacity to ultimately be devoted and dedicated to building and planting. And wherever we are, whatever we engage in, let us always remember that that positive must have the last word. We must build and we must plant. That transformation, the breaking down and the destruction must not be left there. We must build and we must plant. Brothers and sisters, far too often, we are ready for the breaking down. We are ready for the destroying. But we are not ready to lift up our hands and our hearts and our energies to build and to plant. But the word of God in Jeremiah 1.10 leaves us with those words the lasting and the ultimate in all that we do and all that we are engaging in purposeful living must be about building and planting and so today i encourage 
each and every one of us to embrace what I call this creation-centered spirituality that is presented to us in Jeremiah's prophecy. It calls us to approach life motivated and inspired by the conviction that through God's power, stamped upon and in our very being, even before we saw the light of day, while we were yet in our mother's womb, and because of that, we can do and we can be, we can do good and we can be good. By God's power, the last state of our lives can be given unto building and planting. Positive engagement and involvement. Let us all pledge today to be driven in all our undertakings by this capacity that God has given us, a capacity which is a, comes out of a deeply focused creation spirituality where we are empowered to build and to plant. We are empowered to do good. We are empowered to let the end of our lives and our operations always bring out something positive from what we do and what we are engaging. It is God's good gift at creation. Let us all embrace it and work with it and work upon it. So wherever we are, whatever we are engaging, let us remember that our God has called us to be agents of renewal and transformation whose last word and last activity must always be about building and planting. Don't just destroy and break down and leave it there. The last of it must be our building and our planting, brothers and sisters. But as we seek to embrace and live and rooted and grounded in this creation-centered spirituality as outlined in Jeremiah 1 verses 4 to 10, we have to be mindful of the fact that there are powerful forces within our own lives and within our human communities which become stumbling blocks and hindrances in our quest to embrace and live by the creation-centered spirituality in today's Old Testament lesson. And so the question has to be raised, what are some of those hindrances? Brothers and sisters, they begin on the personal level. And Jeremiah himself presents us with one of the most pervasive and powerful of those hindrances. Let us hear the words of Jeremiah himself in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 6. As God instructed Jeremiah that he had been empowered by God himself even before he saw the light of day. Even in your mother's womb, I consecrated you to my service, God said. Jeremiah responds in verse 6 of chapter 1. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. Brothers and sisters, self-doubt. Self-doubt is one of the most powerful of those demotivating factors in the story of human underdevelopment and human underachievement. It's too often we fill our lives with self-doubt. We fill our lives with all those demotivating factors that we bring upon ourselves by calling down ourselves, weighing down ourselves. Let us all cast off all forms of self-doubt 
and rise up in the power of our God and embrace our God in destiny which is to be part and parcel of God's renewal and transformation of lives and communities with building and planting that is to say the positive development of ourselves, our homes, our families, our church, or social communities, with that building and planting having the last word, or being the ultimate, final, and end focus of all that we do and all that we are engaging. Many of us have the bad habit of helping to feed and encourage self-doubt. Let us all get out of such operations. And in the place of self-doubt, let us vow to help and support individuals, families, and communities to embrace today's creation-centered spirituality and make their positive contribution to our emerging Caribbean civilization. That civilization that our God has called upon each and every one of us who live in this blessed and beloved region we call the Caribbean region to contribute to. Let us rise up and embrace that creation-centered spirituality, knowing our God was endowed us even before we saw the light of day, with the power to be good and to do good, the power to let the ultimate focus of our lives and our operations be about building and planting. And let us get up and play our part and do what we can to make our region and our world a better place. Our gospel reading, brothers and sisters, draws to our attention some of the ways in which communities, it is not only individuals, as individuals who become stumbling blocks and hindrances from people embracing that creation spirituality we find in Jeremiah this morning and being positive in all that we are engaging and all that we do. But our gospel tells us that sometimes communities hinder us in so many ways. They become stumbling blocks and hindrances to people being motivated and inspired for positive action through embracing of the creation-centered spirituality that we, found, we find in today's Old Testament lesson. And let us remember that that spirituality calls us to approach life on the basis that even before we saw the light of day, while we were still in our mother's womb, that God blessed us and set us apart to ultimately engage in renewal and transformation with the last effort always going into positive involvement, building and planting. For as the words of Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 10 says, See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Brothers and sisters, the people among whom Jesus grew up, we are told in our gospel this morning, in Nazareth, they were impressed and touched by the powerful ways in which God was working in Jesus' life. They commented on it, yet they were not prepared to see beyond the fact that he was the son of the village carpenter. How often we put down, discouraged, 
demotiv and demotivate individuals who try to be the best they can be and do the best that they can do because we are unprepared to look beyond their connections and connectedness as we know them. In my experience living and ministering across the OECS sub-region, I have seen and I have experienced individuals brutalized, demonized, ostracized, victimized, and all kinds of things in individuals' lives. How people put them down and put them out in their undertakings and their practices. And all these things in the end, brothers and sisters, they hinder individuals from being the best that they can be and doing the best that they can do. And the worst part of all of this is that our churches, our communities, and our nations in our sub-region are all impoverished and underdeveloped and kept back because of these kinds of actions and activities. Let us, as we hear today, of this powerful creation-centered spirituality, which tells us that each and every one of us, created by our God, we have been endowed, brothers and sisters, with that capacity, that ability to be good and to do good. We can make a worthwhile contribution to the renewal and transformation that God is always calling his world into. But we have to rise up and get involved and get engaged. And we must always remember that our involvement and engagement, yes, renewal can come if there is not some form of breaking down and destroying. But we must always remember that that is not the last word according to the word of God we have from Jeremiah 1.10. The last word is to build and to plant. And so whatever we do and whatever we are engaged in, I want to encourage all of us as we seek to embrace this creation-centered spirituality from Jeremiah 1.10. Let us remember that as communities and as individuals, we must get away from self-doubt. And we must always remember that as communities, we must be positively affirming and encouraging of all people. So brothers and sisters, we can truly so be so positive in the lives of each other and especially the rising generation that it helps to empower them to find their place as those consecrated and blessed by God to make their positive contribution. How do we begin to remedy all this unacceptable and ungod most ungodly situation and state of affairs where we allow self-doubt and our own short-sightedness and our own willingness and failure to see beyond people's connections and connectedness and all the things that get in our way of really positively affirming each other and affirming ourselves. Well, today's epistle lesson tells us that we need to be rooted in love. So spirituality without love is worth nothing. 
As blessed St. Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 to 3. And I quote, If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. For our lives to be driven by the love that is required to rescue spirituality from simply being ritualization that has little or no effect on how we live out our daily lives, the way we, and the way we relate to each other, and even more importantly, to rescue spirituality from that ritualization that has no meaning and no importance in terms of how we interface with and relate to each other. We have to abandon ourselves, brothers and sisters, to love, Christian love. And the Greek, in the Greek, they got a very special word for it, the word agape. That love which blessed St. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 to 7 has some 15 characteristics to it. And I want to urge you at home sometime in the course of this week, go through that chapter again, particularly verses 4 to 7, and muse over the 15 characteristics of this love that we require to rescue us from those kinds of ways that hinder us from embracing that creation-centered spirituality and being positive individuals, building positive communities and positive societies. And you know, perhaps maybe in the season of Lent, which is coming upon us very early in March, the beginning of March, Lent 2022, maybe on Wednesday evenings we should get together and study those love, you know, those 15 characteristics, do a little in-depth study to enrich our lives and our Christian understanding and strengthen our commitment. But we will see how that goes. But this total giving over of our full being to the way of love is what all the spiritual exercises that we are engaging is all about. Our coming to worship, our participation in the sacramental life of the church, our daily reading and meditation on scripture and prayer, those daily devotions, all of these spiritual exercises, they are geared towards helping us to abandon ourselves to Christian love so that our spirituality can be rescued from what I call ritualization, which is just ritual. We're just doing the thing, you know, but it don't have no meaning. We're just doing it, and we need to be rescued from that. And so let us all take our worship seriously. And strengthened by God's grace, let us embrace the creation-centered spirituality which today's text from an Old Testament lesson calls us to. That text that says, see today, 
I, God, appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And brothers and sisters, let us go forward and be positive in all that we do. Remember, at the end of the day, building and planting must have the last word. Positive engagement and involvement to make something better. And let us get out of all these ways we operate so very often that we just criticize and pull down everything and we leave it there. We pull it down and we leave it there. We have to build and we have to plant. That must have the last say. May our God, who has endowed us before we see the light of day, while we were yet in our mother's womb, with the capacity to truly build and plant, may that God strengthen each and every one of us to do what he has called us to do. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
sacrificing thanks and praise. Send your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, Jesus, our Lord and Redeemer. As we partake of this holy food of new and unending life, may your Holy Spirit establish us as a royal priesthood. With the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. George, our patron saint, and all your sons and daughters who share in your eternal inheritance through Jesus Christ our Lord, with him and in him and through him. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we worship you, Father Almighty, with all who stand before you in heaven, in songs of everlasting praise, singing.
and Heavenly Father, we ask you to be all around them that under your protection they will be kept in health, safety, and security in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, our children and young people. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. And now we pray that Christ, the Son of God, would gladden your hearts with the good news of his kingdom and the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Brothers and sisters, kindly sit as we have our notices for this week. I want to say to you as the lady come to give the notices, Sister Arnold, I give the advice to give the notices today. I remember writing from my bulletin advice. Brothers and sisters, I want to say to you that in the course of this week, Thursday, I fell last Saturday and I, you know, injured my shoulder very terribly. Actually, has a broken bone, simple and very easy. And I was no man no height. Just for a yard. I was at the sofa and I fell asleep and fall out. And the sofa that high. But you know. And so I want to say to you that also when that thing is finished this week, and preferably that all goes well, um, the orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Gill, has advised me that I have to be off for like eight weeks. So I just want you to know I don't want you all to stay here and say, that priest is not lazy in our company. You know? So I'd be off. But the good thing about it is God is good in the midst of all things. We have a priest here from Jamaica and he's going to do some of his services. He's here and a little extended. I'm just trying to get all the paperwork through the Ministry of National Security so we can have it. So that is uh, in order, and I also want to say to you that the deacon, deacon is off, um, he's coming back on the 6th, he's gone back to Canada to type a couple of things, and he should be back with us from the 7th of um, February. So I want to ask for you all, all of you to give your cooperation and support, and you all remember to pray for me please as I go for the surgery. Okay, the notices. 
Recessional, it's on the hymn sheet, trust and obey when we walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. 